0: Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Libby Whitenour. We recorded this interview in front of a live audience at Black Creek Fiddler's Reunion, and I've been really excited to share it because Libby is a wonderful fiddler, and she's lovely to talk to. Uh, One of my favorite things is listening to classically trained violinists who fall in love with old-time because they take that same dedication and discipline necessary to play classical violin and apply it to accurately transmitting this old music. Some never quite make the transition and have trouble getting it, but others, like Libby, uh, bring something really special and unique to the tradition. Also, uh, intonation, (laughs) which, boy, that sure makes a difference, doesn't it? Uh, Thanks again to Black Creek for hosting us and supporting Get Up In The Cool on Patreon. I'm going to get this show started. Uh, stick around after the interview for details on how to support Get Up in the Cool, and maybe hear Libby and I play this week's bonus track, "Dull Chisel. Here's my jam and chat with Libby Whitenauer. Enjoy. Libby Weinhauer, welcome to Get Up in the Cool.
1: Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> it's great to be here. Yeah.
0: Uh, so we're at Black Creek Fiddler's Reunion Woo-hoo. Uh, on the same stage that uh, I recorded uh, Jake Blunt, who's currently in the audience. Oh, cool. And Bach Bowie <laughs> last year, who's not in the audience. Uh, Lame. I was
2: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Boo,
0: <Bach> Bok <laughs>
2: Uh
0: I don't know you at all. I don't know anything about you. I know that you're from Chicago. That's I met true. you at Ian's birthday party in New York. Right. Which is where you live now?
1: Yes, okay. in Brooklyn.
0: Great. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, just like start from the beginning. What is so, your first memory?
1: My first memory, no, <laughs> when I was born. No, um, so I am actually from Maryville, Tennessee. Um, and I grew up there playing classical music um been playing since i was 4 and i don't know did you do i suzuki i did suzuki which has proven to be very helpful in my fiddling endeavors good um yeah so i i played some fiddle music growing up but it was mostly like bluegrass and it was mostly from sheet music and it was for a brief time and then people were like this is ruining your technique you have to stop <laughs> and so i did stop um which I'm actually kind of grateful for because I don't think I would have come to old time naturally had I like continued doing it when I was young. Yeah. I think I would have been playing bluegrass and like not very happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so I moved to Chicago and went to DePaul University for violin performance. Um, basically I'm outing myself as a classical musician right now.
2: It's fine, it's a safe
1: place. <laughs> um, but I met these guys that um one plays bass, one plays guitar, and we had all recently heard Go Rodeo sessions. Yeah. We were like, this is so cool. Like let's make a band and write music. And like none of us knew anything about like folk music yeah. or fiddle music. So like those early like things that we composed were like kind of comical. Um they're out there on the internet, but I won't tell you where. Oh <laughs> Treasure Hunt. Yeah, Treasure Hud. Um And so I did that for a bit, and I was like, in an effort basically to make the band better, because it was like pretty clear that we didn't have a direction, I went to take fiddle lessons at the Old Town School, and I took from a woman named Jess McIntosh, and she just happened to be an old time player, and I'm so grateful for that, because again, if it had been like any other style, I don't think I would have connected with it as much. So yeah, that's pretty much how I got into old-time music. Um, What's the name of the school? The Old Town School of Folk Music in Chicago. Yeah. I haven't heard of it. It's a pretty big organization. I think it's a nonprofit, um, but they have a bunch of classes and shows. It's pretty massive. Yeah. But yeah, so that was two Januarys ago, and I pretty much like.
0: Not very long. Ago. Right. I'm like, I <laughs> like
1: pretty much my like, whole life has been consumed by this now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's been it's been a wild ride. Epidemic spreads. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Yeah. That seems to be the theme that I hear from people. Is they're like, yeah. this is my life now. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so that's kind of how I came to it. Was like, also as a method of like dealing with homesickness.
0: With homesickness. Yeah, for, yeah, Tennessee, for Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your folks still live there.
1: They live in North Carolina now. Okay. Yeah. But they're they're in the general area. Yeah,
0: still good for yeah. Yeah, good.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Did you like classical music?
1: Um, I've always I don't know. It's a hard question to answer because it's like it's a thing I've always done. Yeah. But I've never really like listened to it to be right, perfectly yeah. honest. Like it's not something I like put on. But I listen to a ton of fiddle music. Um. Yeah, like I'll, like that's pretty much all I've been listening to the last couple of years because I'm like trying to catch up you know and also I just love listening to it um, but yeah yeah there's a place in my heart for classical music but this is a really fun thing to do yeah. and it's special and magical in its own way so
0: you classical for money
1: <laughs> not even though that's the thing it's like that's kind of the idea but that's right. definitely not how it's worked out really? yeah I teach I teach yeah. violin lessons at NYU gotcha. so I guess Technically, yes. High <laughs> class school for money. <laughs> <laughs> what's,
0: what's the Chicago uh, scene like? I don't know anything about it. I know, like, maybe two other people.
1: So, I'm, like, not an expert on it. There's this whole group of um, men there called the Volo Bogtrotters who went around and um, took source recordings, or some of them did, from, like, Illinois fiddlers and some Indiana and like I think some Michigan fiddlers as well so they're like very Midwestern in their style it's like Trip Smith Fred Campo um, Steve Rosen if you know any of these guys Um, and in that camp was Gary Harrison who actually you guys played one of his tunes earlier
2: yeah
1: and we're about to play one of his tunes.
0: Oh, is that up next? Yeah, perfect.
1: Okay. <laughs> so perfect segue. Um, but yeah, he—I really, I really dug on his music, and it's been cool because everybody at the Old Town School was like friends with him. Yeah, and that's been really special. And like, I worked in the resource center at the Old Town School, so I could like listen to all his recordings that he took on this huge compilation called Dear Old Illinois. Um, it's like a bunch of midwestern music, so. That was, that was cool. That's like awesome. a cool resource. Because it it's just recently in print again, but it was out of print for a long time. Yeah. So What's the name of this tune we're about to play? This is Jailbreak. Jailbreak. And I think it has, um, Jake mentioned earlier, the thing I was doing sounded very Scandinavian, I think. Um, and I think it has some elements in there because there's a lot of Scandinavian music in the Midwest. Yeah. Um, and what's so ironic is one of my most influential teachers was like this Swedish guy. <laughs> um, Patrick Alberg, if anybody knows him. Um, thanks, Patrick. Yeah. Thanks, Patrick. So he like, I kind of a lot of my ornamentation that I do is from some of the stuff that he like yeah. compulsively does, <laughs> like sort of like the uh, that kind of sound. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't really even play Scandinavian music, but that kind of got in there because I just dig it. And also Patrick's awesome. So. Right
2: on. Yeah. Let me just
1: check. Want uh, me just start? All right. That tune's whack. <laughs> That's crazy. It is crazy. quite whack.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gary Harrison.
1: Yeah. The man.
0: Um, do you know Jane Rothfield? I don't. She she has this tune that she wrote called Harry Garrison. <laughs> I think you would like. We could play it later. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, <it's>, really funny. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Uh, inspired by his... Yeah. Whackness. yeah
1: totally <laughs> all his tunes are wild yeah
0: yeah like if
1: I'm to a jam and someone's like let's play the scary harrison tune I'm like oh no yeah. <laughs> here we go I'm not gonna be able to get this
0: yeah I, I want to dig dig a little deeper uh, yeah into like I you know I only really know those, his, his top hits
1: right right there's some good deep cuts in there yeah on, on the Red Prairie Dawn album which is kind of hard to find now to be perfectly honest but it can be done
0: um, I think I'm gonna scoot this a little bit. Yeah, sure, you, sure. Just to make sure.
3: Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. great.
0: <laughs> um, so, you're in New York, Mm-hmm. teaching violin. Yes. Old time has consumed your life.
1: Yes, very true.
0: <laughs> uh, now what?
1: Um, I don't know. I like, I'm just still trying to get better. Um like I'm in so in New York there's actually like a lot of great improvisers that live there. So I've been going to a lot of like bluegrass jams, and, like trying to put myself in positions where I can like improvise and like be really uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> um and for a long time I do love I do like enjoy playing bluegrass music, but I think like like in the bottom of my heart I'm doing a lot of it to improve my old time playing
0: I can see that so yeah. that I
1: feel freer and can respond more to what other people are doing because it's really frustrating when you're playing with someone and you're listening to them and they throw something at you and you're like I heard it but I don't know what to do with right. it and right. so I've just been trying to strengthen my ability to it's like have like a conversation bat it to the ground <laughs> yeah right you're like nope sorry I can't no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so that's kind of what I've been working on um, I don't know. I I'd, I'd like to just I'd like to perform a little more, like, or something. Still figuring out what my artistic goals are with this yeah. stuff. Uh,
0: you recently had, as far as I know, probably one of the most viral videos an all time all <laughs> <an old> time <laughs> video can can get. <laughs> like, I don't know of any all time videos that have like, I don't know.
1: 13,000 views. <laughs> I don't know, maybe on YouTube but then yeah, the Facebook video realm, pretty hot.
0: I was like there's only two digits here and then a K. That's- <laughs> yeah, we were very
1: I, I was, we were very confused by that but yeah. also that's
0: cool. Uh Jenny's Kitchen yes. um, is uh, a current thing. Right, that right, right, at. Right, yeah. right, that's the
1: thing I'm we just did, um, we had our first set, it's a band called Jenny's Kitchen for people who don't know what we're talking about um, they're, new restaurant. they're in the audience dancing at me right now. <laughs> Good, I like that. Um, uh, yeah, so that's been really fun, and I've grown a lot from that. Because to put this t- kind of music together on stage without like turning it into like bluegrass is surprisingly difficult. Yeah. And to make it engaging, so.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's difficult when you're um, trying to. I mean, you're trying to arrange Like old time music Yeah um,
1: Right It's a delicate
0: Yeah thing. it gets it, gets it can get to be like a lot of work mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's like all of a sudden It's just like this But it's also, it, it's also difficult to like You don't want to just necessarily jam Right For a performance Right It's like you You have to jam for other people Right And uh, it takes a long time to like Figure out how to like sort of curate a set and how to uh, respond in a way that's like not just self-indulgent. Right, right, right.
1: That's very true. Yeah. It is very insular music. It's like between you and the person you're playing with, kind of. Yeah. Which is why it's cool. Yeah, Also why it's hard to communicate to other people why it's so cool. Because it's like, they're not doing it, it's kind of difficult to get it, I think. It's
0: the old adage, yeah it's better than it sounds
1: right right yeah. exactly <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah what do you want to play next what's
1: um let's do that sandy river unless you want to go to a different key
0: no let's, yeah let's let's go to sandy river
1: okay awesome.
0: where'd you uh where'd you get this tune
1: so um basically my like what i do to practice old time music at this point is just like learn Tunes from old recordings because I just I find that's really productive and like you learn a lot. Um, so I got this from the internet. <laughs> this is a Marcus Martin tune. It was a North Carolina tune. Um, uh, that first tune we played is an Isha Monday tune. If anybody's keeping score at home, but um, that was Green Mountain. Um, but yeah, so I just got this online where everything is these days.
0: Thanks, internet.
1: Yeah, thanks, internet. So. streamlining
0: that whole process for us right
1: exactly exactly <laughs> but also at the same time it's like i feel like i don't have any excuse to not know where these things came from yeah because it's all right there on your little screen box at home you just search it so
0: sandy river
1: sandy river mm-hmm. so this is make me a palette um i got this off um an album called way down in north carolina which is uh mike seeger and paul brown um it's really great album but yeah that's the tune (laughs) here we go
0: Let's do the Rose on the Mountain. Okay. I really, really like it. Me I think too. we should do that one here. Great. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah.
1: Um, so, this is a John Salyer tune um, called Rose on the Mountain. And.
0: tunes like this that have that little like breath in them. Right. It took me a really long time to like, Mm. understand that in tunes. Yeah, totally. Um, What I mean by that, like for uh, people listening at home, uh, it's most tunes like add up to an equal amount of beats, Mm. uh, but a lot of old time tunes have, um, you know, they have just this little like moment Mm. in between. In between their different sections they can be really throw you off if right. you're like expecting it to like sort of all add up
1: right totally
0: um, yeah I don't know what the function of that is what do you mean uh, like where does that come from like why is it why is it there <laughs>
1: I don't know cause it sounds cool <laughs> it does sound really good yeah
0: um, yeah I don't know sometimes it all it almost feels like it's like a a moment in a like I feel like most square dances mm. could use like a, like okay let's reset <laughs> or something I don't know yeah I'm not an death musicologist well, it's
1: funny that you me neither <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny that you say that about this tune because in that other one I was talking to you about um JP Fraley's wild rose of the mountain oh, okay it's like a whole thing can I just like play a second so you I mean? how would you just like, so, like yeah play it <laughs>
0: Awesome, yeah, that's so JP Fraley, yeah. The, he does that in Maysville, too. Like, I wonder if that's just like a thing that I, he does,
1: yeah. I feel like he, I the love reason I love his playing so much is because it's all like so bittersweet. Like, you know, it's like I, I that's how I feel about his playing. Yeah. Like, I noticed that in like Maysville and this tune, yeah. Like, his Liza Jane is like that, yeah. It's awesome, it's <laughs> really
0: awesome. Um. Libby Weinauer, thank you so much for being on Get Up in the Cool. Uh, is there anything you want to like mention or anything before last tune or
1: No, just thank you so much for having yeah, me. Okay. So this has been really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: Old Buzzer, where'd you where'd you get this tune? Um
1: this is a Doc Roberts tune. So the internet.
0: Thanks, <laughs> Internet. Roberts, yeah. You've done it again. <laughs> Thanks,
1: internet.
0: Uh, I'd like to know, like, I don't I might try to like play it a little bit in here, but there's like okay. a, the guitar. In this, in this recording is oh, yeah. really, really awesome. Yeah, it's really fun. I don't know who's playing in the recording.
1: I don't know either. I should probably know, but I don't.
0: Me and you need to do some homework. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: One,
2: two, three, four. <laughs>
0: to be in Libby's old stomping grounds this weekend at the Midwest Sing & Stomp. It's a really neat traditional music and dance festival in Chicago, and I'd love to see you there and maybe swing you around a few times on the dance floor. There's going to be a honky-tonk two-step at the end of the night, and I don't know what that is, but I'm going to learn how and do it with conviction. If for some reason you choose to forgo the sacred harp sing in the afternoon, come downstairs to the small stage and watch me play some solo banjo and sing some songs will no doubt include some of get up in the cool's greatest hits tickets are only 15 dollars for the whole day but if you really want to support the diy traditional music scene in chicago please consider donating to the fundraiser because this is a crowd-funded event and they're not quite at their goal yet i would like the organizers to be stress-free come this weekend and really enjoy themselves because It would be a shame if they were preoccupied with thinking about money during this awesome gathering that they conceived. I think it's really brave of them and correct of them to organize a folk festival that is affordable because folk music should be accessible to non-affluent people, or in other words, folks. Uh, But in order to do that, some of us may have to subsidize the cost. So if you're near Chicago, Come to this festival this Friday, September 2nd, and if the spirit moves you, go to singandstomp.com right now and donate to the cause. You'll be rewarded with t-shirts and CDs and private lessons. Uh, by the way, I'm missing Gennaro for this. I'm, I'm going to miss you guys a lot and feel super left out. I wish I had one of those time turners from Harry Potter so I could go to both festivals. Not really, I can't handle that kind of responsibility, but seriously, just know that I will bitterly miss you all, and thanks to Jeff and Sarah for throwing such an awesome party, I'm really gonna try and come next year. If you like Get Up In The Cool and want me to keep making it, the best way to let me know is to support the show on Patreon. It's a crowdfunding site that lets you sign up to regularly support your favorite free stuff on the internet, like web comics, YouTube channels, fan art, uh, pornography, <laughs> and most importantly, podcasts like this one. I've got all sorts of rewards lined up for Patreon supporters like on-air shoutouts, weekly bonus tracks and mp3 downloads, and uh, online banjo workshops. Just go to CameronDeWitt.com and click the button that says Patreon and find a level that works for you. I want to extend a heartfelt thanks to all my new Patreon supporters, and I really hope I pronounced some of your names correctly. Rusty and Nancy Nighthammer, Greg Cervani, Lane Gregory, Philippe Schills, and Roberto Cipriano. Was that close? If not, just know that your support means a lot, and you're the reason the show is still running smoothly. All right, that's enough for this week. I hope to meet a bunch of you at Sing and Stomp this Saturday. Thanks for
2: listening. Come back same time next week for more Get Up in the Cool.